Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for checking out another episode of O Jeremiah Talks. We have a super fun episode today, catching you up on all things shows and just just ha having a good time. And also, we have a ton of shows coming up. We're hitting New York City, Washington, D.C., Bluffton, South Carolina, Fayetteville, Arkansas, and everywhere else. I have a good feeling that the next year and a half will be the busiest ones yet. So go to our website, go to our social media, follow us, and join in the fun. Also, if you want the other half of this episode, go to our Patreon page. Over there, we have a book of stories that I'm writing. We have demos, unreleased songs. It's all happening on Patreon, and it's awesome. So patreon.com slash ojeremiah. Okay, let's do it. New episode of O Jeremiah Talks right now. I want it to be you talking on the intro. I will kill together. Yeah. I feel like personally, Jeremiah. we have so much to catch up on Yeah, today. but I also want to tell the people that you have sent me five emails today. Five, yes. Because you say... When it's something business, which is O Jeremiah related, I have to send it in an email. Yeah. And I honor that. But maybe instead of every thought you've ever had with the business, like what if you condensed it down to one email and you just created a draft when we're apart? Here's what I'm here's what I'm offended by. I wanna go ahead and start with, with I'm organized for a for a for a hefty email. Okay. But like getting five from you, I hate having more than twenty five that's my rule. I can't have more than 25 in my inbox. Okay, so and you that just took to me... a fourth of my inbox. I know, and that to me adds urgency to answering my emails because I sent you five emails, got zero <laughs> answers from you. Yeah. Well, here's what I know. If you send me rapid emails like that and you don't like put them together and also just like the flood of text messages I got from you today, I get... There's some things... That if you spend long enough on them, you might change your mind. Okay. And so and I, I was thinking there might be one out of the five that you would change your mind on. And I haven't changed my mind on any of them. Good. Well, why don't I'm going to delete all those emails I need. and you no. send me no. one email tomorrow. With At every... some point, you need to be more flexible. I am because super flexible. Because I am a husband emailing his wife Jeremiah. to buy a toilet for her okay. in the van. Okay. You sent me probably 38 text messages. Well, see, text messages are different. Every form of communication holds a different place in my life. Jeremiah. Email, this is a business thing. Uh, that I'm, didn't happen until I told you to make the switch. No, you're not You're not the only person I email and it's like business. You're just salty at me today because I didn't give you as much attention as you wanted. We spent the whole day apart and it was like torture for people. me. Like regular people? It was torture for me. Well... Listen, and also, it was tough because you actually had stuff to do, which is annoying. Like, I, I needed uh, you to help me and my attention span. You hate it when I'm busy. I hate it when you're busy because I feel like I'm a fun time and I'm here to have a fun time and you're you're nowhere to be found. Okay. I had I quality gifts that I sent. They're I had quality memes. Got nothing in response. Yeah, I don't respect that as much as you do. Yes, and I work really hard. Bunny gifts, huge effort. You love whenever I send a good gift. Tell you me appreciate it. The Chris Farley gift I sent you. That was three days ago. Ten out of ten, though. Great, but listen, I listen worked to me. really hard on my, it. My, I'm like boiling from irritation right now. 
I just need to tell you that I you need to retract the statement about me not being flexible. No, because I believe that's true. You literally we had I'm... on a date, you said, I need you to write emails if it's a business thing. And I that way I can focus on it and I will answer it. That's called organization. And then I did that today. And you I sent like five. When I get an email I like it to be about that one subject because me and my ADD, I will 100% skip over something in the middle and then someone gives me that condescending follow-up email and they'll like, hey, did you see bullet point number three? Because I didn't hear Mac. <laughs> yeah, I prefer emails that get everything done at once. I hate that. And I hate whenever I send a, a very thorough email and then someone responds, so what time am I supposed to meet you? And I'm like, it's for sure in the email. So here's what here was my thought process. This is how you prefer to book. Hey venue, I need you to send me a separate email for all of the following. Where you're located. Yes. The time I should be there. Yes. What if we're getting dinner or not? How yes. much tickets cost? What you need me to do? So that's Jeremiah. Not fair do you because, see how that's chaos? Oh, I'm so agitated right now. So because I sent you an email about the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I also sent you an email about the speaker that I want to get for the van. What do those both have in common? Let's think how we can umbrella your that. bad attitude. <laughs> how can we how can we umbrella those subjects? Okay, in your defense, yeah, probably. But in my defense, I think booty and ears are no, different. Here's no, here's what I think. I think the speaker should be a business expense. I think the toilet should be a personal expense. No, that's not going to that's not going to be how it works. That has to be how it works. Why are we paying for the toilet with personal money? Uh, oh, that's how we're we having to credit card for it. reasons we can't talk about on the podcast. Financial, right? yes. So you know this. I don't know if y'all know this, but Jeremiah. buying a composting toilet is not a cheap purchase. Yeah, I'm tired of peeing in a jar. Yes, because your girl Erin talks about peeing in a jar on stage now, and I would much rather talk about composting our poo poo. You're gonna start talking about that. Don't, yeah, don't say that. Word I watched ever a video again. today. No. It takes 35 minutes to clean the poo bucket of a compost toilet. I have to put in mulch into it, and I go. Zip, 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 zip. Can you please do that outside? Because I could just see. Yeah, you. you have to do it outside. You take out the whole toilet, and I go out into the woods like a like a weird homeless person. I just churn it and just zip, 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 zip. And then so I, you're technically like feeding it back to the earth. It's called composting. That's what we do. Uh, can we put food in it? I mean, eight hours later. Oh, Poop joke. That's... You see what I did? No. Because you said, can we put food in it? Yeah, I don't it get it. It takes eight hours for... For what? F oh, my gosh. I thought you were, like, super... It takes super eight hours for what? Food to digest. Where'd you get eight hours from? Isn't that what the rule is? I mean, it's... I don't know why you're it's, it's mad. It's two I'm to the, six hours. So this here's here's what I mean by flexible. Not two plus. <laughs> you said, I need a toilet for the van. And I so said, I'm, I agree with you. I will be in charge of cleaning the toilet. That's very I kind. I fell on my sword. And you're over here grandstanding about three emails. Jeremiah, you know that's not what I'm grandstanding about. What are you grandstanding about? Your overall demeanor today. I can't hear you from your high horse. Can you come down and whisper it in my ear? I can't hear it. Can you say it one more time? What's your grandstand? They can't see you blinking at me in that very cute way. You're going to have to I, say, you're going to have care. to describe your actions. Your overall attitude today has just been not cool. <laughs> it's not a, oh, it's not about the composting toilet. What is it about, my love? Jeremiah, please stop. 
What do you, can we talk about something else? You want to talk about our shows this week? Yes. Okay. So we had... Last week. Last week. We had two... I'm going to be on your case today. I know. And it's already on my nerves. Uh, we had two shows in St... Is it Santa Rosa or St. Rosa? I think it's Santa Rosa. Beach, Florida. Santa Rosa. It's probably Santa Rosa. And we went to Seaside, Florida, which I only knew was the creepy town in The Truman Show. I did not know it was off of 30A. I didn't either. Because as a, I, I went in high school, and it was like one of like a family vacation that was like a really big deal for us and like you know as a kid whenever well even in high school like you're traveling with your parents you're not you're in the back seat goofing around you're not really paying attention to the environment until you get there and so whenever you and I were riding down 30A to get to the venue location I was like oh my gosh I think we just drove through Seaside are you kidding me like how did that happen because I recognize like the little streets where you, like the little condos first because we ended up there on accident and then we ended up in like the main square and if you've been to Seaside before you're like very familiar with this like main area yeah and it just really surprised me that we basically just like accidentally stumbled on it yeah and I didn't know where Seaside even was I assumed it was by a beach just because all of Florida is by a beach in my mind well in Seaside that's great those are great context clues that I wasn't picking up on uh, but that is a beautiful part of the country. I wasn't a beach um, stunning, a beach bum like you were growing up. Like you, like you'll you'll declare in the kitchen to no one on a random Sunday morning. I just need to be by the water. Stop. Well, and, that's also because you were like three hours inland. Yeah, I we never went to the beach. Okay, well then that's. The I'm difference. talking. I would go years before seeing the ocean growing up. Yeah. Now that was like. We were 30 minutes away from it, so we got to go all the time. And we I don't even know what we did, like what our version of that was, but it wasn't the beach. We never did that. I, was that Nintendo? I don't know. Yes. Like sometimes I crave Zelda. Is that, the, is that the equivalent? I don't know. Or like, I think it's funny, last time we were with your family, your cousin said that like your version, so right now as an adult, you run to get out your energy, but as a kid, you used to just jump on a trampoline for a really long time. I went through four trampolines in four years. As a kid. How'd you bust it? I, I, I'm serious. It, this sounds like an exaggeration because I exaggerate a lot. I know. I would jump on the trampoline for hours no, a I, day. No, I believe that. Like, I'm telling you, I would have made an incredible heroin addict. Like, I can make an addiction out of anything. And Jumping. as a kid, I would listen to whole albums on repeat and jump on the trampoline. My thighs, they, I didn't, couldn't find pants that fit. Because they were just voluptuous. You just cracked yourself up. I did crack myself up. I just thought about juicy thighs and little baby Jay just jumping his little heart away. We had our trampoline as well on our farm. And like, well, one of my first pets was like a, one of our baby cows. I think you know about this. But Bully and then I think Chestnut was our first one would like go up underneath the trampoline whenever we were jumping and would think we were playing. And so they would like buck us from underneath. And then in the second grade, we had our friends over, and you know how the whole crack the egg thing? Terrible game for I children. I hate that game, yeah. But I was always, like, the smallest one whenever I was little because my sister was, like, older, and she had her friends over, and they would, like, always jump whenever I didn't want them to. And one time I went <laughs> just, like, shooting up in the air. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know those foot rockets? That oh, yeah. You, like, pound? like, that's essentially what happened to me. Like, all the kids jumped at the same time. I went flying in the air and then uh, landed on my arm, and I broke my arm. Oh, I didn't know you broke your arm. Wow, that sucks. 
Or maybe I, I sprained to, it. Yeah, I feel I like think a I, break would I have been I sprained it because I fractured my arm in the second grade playing Hot Lava River. Okay. That for sure happened because my teacher was being turd and didn't believe that I was actually hurt. And my mom was so offended by that that the next day she brought the x-rays to class. Oh, wow. And made it a show and tell experience. That is experience. a very your mom thing to do. She made it a show and tell experience so that Miss Janelle wouldn't make that mistake again. I used to jump on the trampoline so much that springs would shoot off. And I, like, oh. it made me feel like tubby because like springs would shoot off like, uh, like ammunition. Like they would break right. and shoot across the trampoline. Were you circular? Did you like go around the whole thing, or what? Yeah, do? I, would, I mean, I mixed up my moves. I, like I started with your classic in the middle, jump up and down, right, right. and then I would do the run around, run around. I the loved room, the run around, run around the room. Yes, but and, we didn't even have the shield protector on the outside. We didn't either. Yeah, yeah. We were, but I think it's because wild. our yard was so uh, uneven that you had to find the sweet spot for the trampoline to be even. And then on a day whenever it would rain, because it's horrible weather in Mississippi, it would, like, fluctuate. And then with all the up and down and the jumping and everything, springs would just, like, not handle it. And uh, I did that up until, like, my senior year in high school. And then I had to find a new thing. And that's whenever I I would run, like, 13 miles a day when Mm. I was in college. Out in your... Oh, that was at Jones, yeah. Because I lived, um, I lived in the dorm at Jones, and there was a track right outside. And every time I would get off of class, get out for class, I would go for a run, and I would get out of class like three times a day, and I would just run all the time. You just needed that. I just needed it. Um, I started running in college too at the the convention center where you and I got engaged. Oh yeah, that's right. But I found out later that wasn't really a running trail. It's more like a, hey, go look at the ducks trail. Yeah. So. Wait, hold on a second. The trampoline thing. I don't. So ours broke as they do. Yeah. Like someone, there's like a tiny hole and then someone jumped on it and then like. It ripped. It ripped hard. Classic move. But the thing is, is like, I don't understand. Did you ever like just really eat it from, from it breaking? It would, no, the injuries I would sustain would be the spring pops off and hits me in the shin. Good Lord. And it it would hurt so bad. Like, I would go in, like, crying because it, like, this one really got me. I guess it surprises me that you would keep going back to it if that happened. I mean, I was def. I mean, I definitely had, like, shell shock from it because, you know, a spring is like a coiled spring with two hooks on the end. And what would happen is one of the hooks would snap off. Mm-hmm. And then it would catapult, and the end that snapped off mm-hmm. would be the bullet end. So mm-hmm. I would get stabbed by the part that broke off. Oh my gosh! See, that's what I'm saying. Like, how did y'all just? How did you just keep going? Because I had an addiction to it. Because you, loved it was it. my outlet. I spent so much of did my you childhood ever fall off. No, I never fell off. I spent most of my childhood feeling like lonely, and when you're trying to feel lonely, it like somehow makes it better. Like, it's like whenever you're sad and you listen to sad music, it somehow makes it better. And, like, being alone on the trampoline and jumping for hours on end, it was like the time as a kid where Mm -hmm. I felt, like, whole, you know? I always like to be alone as a kid as well. Yeah. It just And I'm an extrovert. But for some reason, I I needed that alone time, especially as a kid. Do you want to talk about the shows like we were headed to? Yeah. So... We played two shows in the same spot, which never happens to us. It was never. kind of like a two-night residency. Also, like, back to, yeah, like, Wednesday and Thursday night. 
And I could see, you know, that's like the Vegas vibe. And it was very different because we were, you know, on the beach in Florida and not like playing to thousands of people in Las Vegas. But I liked the, oh, I can just leave my stuff here and just go. Mm -hmm. And they fed us dinner. Like they, we were taken care of really well. It was really great. Tim Jackson is He's a the bomb. great host. It was a, gr- it was a great time. Um, I did the second worst my feelings have ever gotten hurt by someone in the audience happened though yeah are you cool talking about this or no are you no i am because i've thought a lot about it since it happened so we were playing the show and we played two hours like it was a long it set. was a very long set we, we had a lot of talking a lot of storytelling i talked a lot yeah it was a great time and smaller crowd it was like an intimate room intimate room so it's like a listening room vibe so first night great Goes off well, like, we go and we we're, we crash in the van with noodles, and we wake up the next day, we go to the beach, we're having a great time. It's a really fun trip. I had, like, the best day ever. You had the best day ever? Seaside. You, like, fall asleep on the beach, and I, you know, I go to a coffee shop, whatever. Like, we're having a good time. We go to do the second show. Second show goes even better than the first show. We're having more fun. We're loosening up. Deja vu. Deja vu. Like, it's one of those things where, like, even if you tell similar stories, you can, like, the room receives them better. And for some reason, it's just a better time. It was one of those things. Anyway, after the show, I'm feeling myself a little bit. I'm like, wow, we just crushed that. Hey, this is a good time. We're wrapping up this great trip. Do you want to back up to merch at the intermission? Like, we had several couples, like, come up to us at the merch table during intermission. We had, a like, a 20-minute intermission. Yeah. I mean, break. <laughs> so we had a we had a break. We go and we're selling merch, and it was great. Like, feeling very, like, people were super encouraging. Um, we sold some stuff. Like, people were really excited that we were there. Um, if you're wanting me to say something else, I don't know what well, else Well, so I be. think the point I'm getting at is that, like, whenever you're in such an intimate setting that has, like, under 20 people in attendance, like that, like, high price ticket, small room. Yeah. The stage lighting can make you literally see everyone else. Like, like you're on the same level as them, very intimate. At the merch table in intermission, there becomes this vibe of, like, oh, I know this band now. Yes. Because I've talked to them. Yeah. Does that make sense? And we're also, like, sharing, like, pretty intimate details of our lives up there. Yeah, we got pretty comfortable. Yeah, like, whenever it's a smaller crowd like that, it's like, yeah, I'll tell you what my therapist told me. And I'm thinking now that that contributed to it, but okay. Yeah, I, and I think so, too. It doesn't too. justify it. No, it no, just and contributes. I'm, I'm going to there, too, for sure, because okay. I thought about that, too. Okay. So after the show, I go back to the merch table because we, we have to drive to Alabama that night. And I'm like, cool, our cases are by the merch table. I go and I start packing up. I head, I head back to the stage. And as I'm leaving, I see a couple that stayed there for the whole show. And I said, hey, y'all, thanks for coming. hope to see you next time we're in town. And they're like, yeah, we really enjoyed it. And the guy. Yeah, you approached them. I didn't even remember that. Yeah, the guy, mid-40s, uh, little Joe Dirty, uh, had, had like kind of a mullet, definitely loves like ACDC, said. On his way out. On his way out. Far away from me, he said, your wife is a much better singer than you are. And I waited for a second, like knowing kind of where this was going to go, but no one has ever said it that way, like trying to hurt me. Yeah. He said, your wife is a much better singer than you are. You should definitely let her sing. And then he just stood there and his, the girl he was with was like laughing, like 
oh, I can't believe he said it. And they had bought a T-shirt. And they had bought a T-shirt at at the halftime show. And all I could think to say, and I said it out loud, I said, what a stupid thing to say to me. And we don't know if he heard that. And we don't know if he heard it or not because he did not, like, act like he heard it. He just walked away. And the the thing that I... I took away from it that night was, did he really think that I didn't know? Well, the thing I always get offended by is that he, people always say, oh, your wife's a great singer. You should let her sing more. Like, it usually means I would love more of your wife. But what he was saying was, you're the reason I'm not getting more of her. And that's what I'm here for. And people say... Do you think that that's what... Do you think the name of our band makes them like want to say that? I think there I think the name of our band does. I think for sure because people like a lot of people don't know this started as my thing. A lot well, of people don't know that They don't know the history for sure. I think this audience does, but I I will, I want to say also though is that like it's funny because at a show I would I would argue I'm like almost just as equal as you are nowadays. I would definitely say for those two shows you were. With talking, and that's what I'm saying with that specifically. With talking and with singing, I'd say I was pretty equal that night. I would say too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what more do you want? So they're hung up on something. They're hung up on something. Especially because they, one, it's either they think I am so arrogant that I'm keeping them from more of you, or they think that I don't know. That you're a, a better singer than I am. I think it goes back to that whole whenever people used to make rude comments to me about how I needed to be more fill in the blank, whatever you want me to be. I think it goes back to the whole like they truly believed that they needed to tell me that because maybe no one had ever told me that before. And I needed to be told that I needed to be louder or I needed to be more present or needed to be more this more is what they're asking. And I I th- I remember getting so mad at those people and then thinking like, I mean, they're not, I don't think they're intentionally trying to hurt me. This guy, I truly don't. It's, it's a fine line. But I do think that part of it is that whole like, oh, they've never heard this before. And I need to tell them this. This is what's keeping them from being, quote, famous. I think you and I have talked about that before about how they think like, oh, someone needs to discover them, but they're not going to unless I tell them this. Yeah, and I... They think they know better. And I just don't... For one, I don't agree with them. No, I know. I'm and not saying you should. No, but I also, like, there isn't a band that I could see where I would go up after their show and hurt their feelings. I know. And I the thing that overwhelmed me was how much, for the first time in my life, I wanted to punch someone. Yeah. And I've never felt that feeling before. Mm -hmm. Like when I watched Will Smith punch Chris Rock, I was like, what must that be like? And I felt it and I felt really dirty after. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like like a dog that needed to shake. Like it was just like, oh, I really wanted to punch this dude. Mm -hmm. Because the only other time it happened, it happened in New York and it happened with the girl we played with. And she was like over-the-top mean to me. It was super weird. And it was, like, creepy. It was weird. And I don't know what it is about me. I don't know if it's, like, the bald thing. I don't know if it's the I'm loud. And but I'm, that one was she talked, she told me and knew that you were listening. It was so weird. It was super weird. That was, so, that was like, dark and eerie. 
But this was more like, I bet if you were there, you'd have been like, he actually, like, it wasn't as mean as you thought it was. You think I would think that? I think you would think that because he was smiling when he said it. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I, you would not argue, hey, that wasn't a mean thing. They also don't know that that's like our trigger. Well, I, I mean, it's like I'm up there doing it. Like, he's of basically course. saying, like... No, I I'm not arguing for him. Yeah, it's just a weird... It was a weird thing. Yeah. And afterwards, you were like, I'm going to go tell him he, he can't talk to you that way. Yeah. And I was like, I'm I, not about to send you... I really was, you. though. Yeah, I was like, I'm not about to send you on this guy. But I, I needed to tell someone. But I wanted to go. Yeah, and I needed to tell someone, hey, this rando... I know. I Well, another thought that I just had is that so we were talking to, we were talking about the guy Tim that booked us and hosted us and everything for this event or these two shows but like he after the first night before the set of the second night that we're talking about we were sitting down having dinner and he sat and was talking with us asking us about how everything went and he's like you know there's a couple that I had to talk to today and they were so impressed with y'all set they really loved it and you know they said they made a comment. They said, oh, I, I love them. They're so genuine and honest people. I could just tell. And I just really wish I could have heard her play violin more. And, you know, that I was like, yeah, whatever, you know. And he took it in a really cool way, but he also had a response that I loved. He said, you know, it was really cool because I could tell they really listened by the comment that they made. Yeah. But then he goes, he goes, you're not going to change a damn thing about your set, though. Right. And he's like, that's not what you do whenever people give you feedback. And I respected that. So he's a musician himself. And I respected that so much. I haven't heard anyone say that. I don't think ever, because a lot of times whenever you hear feedback from people in the audience, you often begin to wonder if you if you need to change things. But it's it's not about that. It's about what you feel comfortable doing and I loved that he addressed it that way. And I just never heard it like that before. And I was just in an insecure, such an insecure industry. So, it's so easy to take feedback and like try to make it your own and like get in your head about what you need to do. But this guy was like, no, you don't need to change anything. Yeah. And I, I loved I, that. As someone that is like constantly evaluating what we could be doing better, what we could be doing differently. You always come back to the same answer. Yeah. But it's like exhausting for me. Cause I'm like, Oh, should we do this? Should we do that? Should we do this? And I always come back to the same answer, but I like give myself like emotional whiplash getting there. Mm -hmm. And like, he also told a story about how he got wrecked with COVID and he couldn't sing for like six months or something. Yeah. It was like really bad. And he said he went back out and he performed once and someone came up to him like, what the heck happened to your voice? And it like wasn't a nice way to say it. And he's like, dude, I had COVID for like six months. And they were like, I can tell. And oh, man. that's kind of like what happened to me where it was like there was definitely a nicer way you could have said it. It's so mean. Like I get that you that you have an opinion and I get that you were in front of me and maybe this is better than a Facebook comment section. I don't know. But like, I am a human being. I know. It's like, it's like a weird proximity thing, I think, because like, think about like people, untouchable artists like Coldplay, Taylor Swift, all of us sit around and have conversations about our opinions of their music. If we were in the same room as them, do you really think we would say that to their face? No. No. Like, I hope not. 
You know what I'm saying? Like everyone has an opinion, even about the greatest of greats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just the proximity feature and the intimacy of the show settings that we're in, especially because if you think about it, oh my goodness, I just had that realization. I would argue almost every time a rude comment, it's, we've probably had like 10 occurrences of the hundreds of shows that we've done that this has happened, right? A version of this. Of, yeah. Or them coming up to me and attacking me. Yes. There ten-ish. are like 10 that we could tell you, oh, one time this happened. Can we think about it for a second? I think almost all of those shows, we were ground level with the audience. That's interesting. We were not on a stage. Because you're thinking of the one time in Callahan's. Yep. No, the probably three or four times there. Yep. You're thinking of the one time we played in New York. On the floor. On the floor. That's a very that's a very interesting Yes. And I'm telling you it's the intimacy of like I am equal, I am you, which I respect in a lot of ways. I think oh. about Michael Scott in the office whenever he tries to get them to sit on the higher table. It's like yeah. wouldn't you argue that that's making them above us? It's like I but isn't that fascinating though? That is very fascinating. I can think of one exception. Okay, but it's also if you think about like cuz I'm thinking about like the thirsty hippo that's always been staged. Yeah. That's never uh, happened there. I know. And, and we play there all the time. It we has play the there same all the time. And it's like those are like some of our bigger shows, too. I think it's like, a, so I had this thought. We were, uh, I woke up the day of that show like sick, and I don't know what happened, but I like, my body was just like having a bad time. Yeah. And uh, do you want to pause it? Do you mind? I need yeah. to check on dinner. So I woke up the day of that show and I was sick. And uh, you were at the beach and I was walking around the square in Seaside and they had really loud music playing and uh, Taylor Swift's Lover came on. And I remember when that song came out, we were so into that song. I do love that song. And she played it on SNL and it was like really cool. Just her and piano. Google it. And I remember thinking, man, I like this better than folklore. And I even said it like out loud to Noodles. Like, I was just like, man, I just, I, this was so much cooler to me than folklore was. <laughs> and I remember thinking at that moment, I would never tell her that. You thought that? That's yeah. So, that like, is funny. She, because she has given so much to music and she is like, she's so talented. She's like, she's got a gazillion hits. And here you and I are like, the thought I had was, I just sang to you for two hours. Exactly. And you're going to choose to hurt my feelings. Yeah. And it's this weird, like. I can tell you because I know so much about you. Yeah. And. Do we need to be more mysterious? Is that what we need to do? I mean, we're not going to do well at that. No, for sure. We're we're much more like we've definitely like gotten. Do you, you know, put on a vibe of just like, what do you want to do? What hat, babe? We could start wearing matching makeup and just like walk out like Sia and just not even. I've always wanted to walk out like Sia and just not have like a mask over my face. But yeah, what what would a what, what do we say? An O Jeremiah show that's more mysterious. What would a mysterious O Jeremiah show look like? Like where I don't we know. don't talk. Yeah, we don't even address each other. We just strum our songs, and it's like we just sing "Hello Ghost," but we're the ghost. Like that—that's <laughs> the only thing I can think of. Hmm. But it is interesting because at these shows, you and I both realized how much more you're participating in the show. Yeah, and. So much so that on the first night we played, 
you talked more than I did. And you said you made the joke. I know that y'all can tell that I'm the introvert, which usually works, but it didn't work because you were talking so much. They couldn't tell. I'd also had a frozen beverage. Yeah, you were a little bit like fun feeling. It was frozen. Yeah. But it was, I could see that guy being like, obviously she's up there wanting to sing. Why don't you let her sing more? But Oh, this was the second night though. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was talking. But for me, like I've asked so many times, like, hey, do you want to sing Backwards Heart tonight? And you're like, no, I don't have it in me. God, why can't people just let us be? Let an artist be an artist. I don't know. Just let an artist be who they are. I don't know. Like I think about the band uh, Sylvanessa. Yeah. I freaking love how Sandy doesn't have as large of a presence as what's her Amelia or what's her name? I think it I think it is Amelia. That was like, impressive. I love that he doesn't have as much of a presence. His name is Sandy? That's a great name. I think so. That's my grandma's name. One of their I know. One of their music videos, he's literally only in one scene for like two seconds. And that's what you would want. Yeah. And the and I think there's a difference. Like she is like big personality, like I am, like out there like driving the like Driving high the video, energy. high energy, and then you see him, and you're like, "Cool." I don't know why, but I turn some people off in a way where they're like, "Why does that dude think he can be the only one in the music video? What is he keeping her from?" Well, I don't do think, think it's that's everyone. Of, do you think that's because of the time that we're in? Maybe, but it's also like I love making music videos. You don't, so like, can why I, do we have to have a? Why so do we have can to have I, a thing about it? Yeah, can we just like? whatever like I don't know like I do so much I mean I do all the writing like I want to you know I want to sing songs like anyway all that to say that's what my sister said she was like do they know that Jeremiah literally writes all the songs I just don't understand I even think I made that comment that night of like he writes all the lyrics yeah I just don't understand but to kind of wrap a bow on this as we were leaving and I was like giving myself a really hard time and I think the reason why is it because... It soured the trip. It didn't sour the whole trip because I've definitely made peace with it. Oh, cool. Like, just like I made peace with the girl in New York that hurt my feelings that time. That At was some a point, time. you have to realize it's not just about you. Like, I do think that dude would rather have you sang the whole show, and that's fine. But I... Me liking Lover more than Folklore has as much to do with me as it does with Taylor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... I'm not, I, I don't even know the stuff about myself that I'm bringing to the table there. But after yeah, different the, layers of subconscious or something. But after the show, um, this, this really bubbly girl who sat there for the whole show came to us. And I, my guard was up because of what the other dude said. Yeah, she stopped us in the parking lot. She's like, hey, I just wanted to tell y'all. And I was like, no. Yeah, please don't. And she said, um, I just want y'all to know that y'all remind me of what it, uh, as if Nora Jones and David Gray started a band together. And David Gray is one of the reasons I make the music I make. And all in like one second, I was like, all of the shame of Am I Not Enough was washed away with, oh, here's someone that actually sees you. That was a really beautiful thing because like had we pulled away from her, we wouldn't have let had the opportunity for her to say that to us. Yeah. And had we not had a floor show, she wouldn't have said that to us. Yes, it's the so exact it was, same thing but opposite. Yeah. And that was such a gift because the thing I thought about is – David Gray, like, is known as a songwriter. I'd rather be known as a songwriter. Nora Jones is known as a great singer. Yeah. You know, like, her big song, Don't Know Why, she didn't even write it. 
like her bandmate did. Okay, let's be sweet. No, no I mean, but like Nora Jones is That's like, not what she's known for. I see yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Nora Jones is this iconic singer. Like you get compared to her more than anyone else. Uh, you don't think so? I mean... As a singer? Yeah, it's like so nice though that it's hard for me to accept it. Well, I mean, I think that that's... I would say that's true. But it was just really cool to feel seen in that way. And mm-hmm. also know that you're right. Like the same vulnerability that let the mean dude in is the same vulnerability that yes. let the nice lady in too. Yes. Yeah, so stay on the floor, babe. Stay on the floor as long as we can. That's the that's the that's lesson. The vibe. And that's we have so many shows coming up. I hope they're all on the floor. I don't. Okay. It's gonna stress me out. It is gonna stress me out. You're right. You're right. I like the separation. Okay. I like the I like the dividend of a merch table. The division. Division. There we go. Separation. Okay, let's jump over to Patreon. Okay, let's keep talking. Let's trampoline ourselves over into Patreon. Ba boing. Get it.